Good morning. My name is Margaret Weaver. Welcome to Monday Morning with Dr. Margaret. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm so glad you decided to join us this morning. Continue to pray for us and encourage others to join us by going to Margaret O. Weaver on Instagram and Margaret Weaver on Facebook. Another option is to go to this website, buzzsprout.com forward slash 175-4492. That's buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T dot com forward slash 175-4492. Our topic for today is Dual Citizenship, Part 1. In Philippians, the third chapter, verse 20, the New King James Version, we find these words. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we declare that you are an awesome God. Make us sensitive to your spirit. May we hear you and heed you. We submit to you. Take charge of this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Those of us born in America learn very early in life that our form of government is called a democracy and our leader is referred to as the president. We, the people, elect the president. He serves at our pleasure. If we don't like the way a president governs, we vote him out of office. Of course, a democracy is not the only form of government. Some countries through the years have had a monarchy, even absolute monarchies, governed by a king or queen. What they decree is done. They rule typically for life or until they choose to step down, whereupon a member of the royal family will take their place. Probably the best-known example of a monarchy is Great Britain. For centuries, the British were governed by their kings and queens. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have dual citizenship. We are still citizens of the country in which we were born, but we also become citizens of a kingdom after we are born again. This new kingdom is not a democracy with a president who is elected. We have a king. God is our king. It is a challenge for us 
who grew up and live in a democracy to fully understand a monarchy, a kingdom. In a kingdom, we are subjects. That is, we submit to the wishes of the king, whether we agree or not. The king is the ultimate authority. Psalm 24 asks the question, Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Then it asks the question a second time, Who is this king of glory? The answer is, The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Now to be sure, the kingdom of God is not like the kingdoms of this world. Earthly kings at some point will step down because of their health or age. Not so with the kingdom of God. God will never be frail or grow weary or old. We do not have to worry about how things will be when the new king takes the throne. This king is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. When we look at history, when we read the Bible, it is clear that kings have been overthrown. An enemy with a strong military force can come in and bring down a king and his kingdom. Oh, but we can rest in knowing that our king, our God, will never be defeated. There is no power, no entity strong enough to dethrone him. He will always be victorious. And the great news is that as citizens of the kingdom of God, we will always have direct access to the king. Earthly kings do not know the names of all of their citizens. But in God's kingdom, we can have a personal relationship with the king. This king is not a respecter of persons. We do not have to set up an appointment to meet with him. He is only a prayer away. We may never meet King Charles or shake hands with the President of the United States. But our God, our King, knows us, knows our names, and is eager to meet the needs in our lives. All glory and praise be to our God, our King.